community radio affiliate stations, and listener supporters. To find out how you can support our programming, you can visit our website at www.fsrn.org. That's fsrn.org. From KPFK in LA, I'm Aura Bogado. Okay, we got you, kid. Ready? Hi, I'm Abby Hoffman, on the run, just listening to WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor, Michigan. What's going on in here? Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets. I knew this was going to happen eventually, but not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, You mean stiletto heels? Whatever, they take up a lot of space, Imelda. So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet? Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What about the music and the insightful investigative reporting? Um, oh, the gossip. Yeah, that'll still be there. Oh, thank my rainbows. Great. Let's get started. Hand me a glue stick and the glitter. Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes. We decide. Hi. Oh, oh, we're on. Totally <laughs> you I, was, I was so wrapped up in I myself. Was. I was. We were like didn't having this other conversation. <laughs> so, hey. <laughs> Wishing oh, recipes about lemon cake over here. It's summertime. It is. Good it's June. afternoon. It is June 27th. We are, we are, do you remember last week we talked about the, the books that I read, and one of them was The Outpost? Yes. Well, we are fanning ourselves with The Outpost book oh, to, the, tonight, goodness. this afternoon. So, And in The Outpost is a picture of, of course, His Royal Highness here. Absolutely. Great picture, by the way, and also the uh, the uh, the uh, bartenders and the waiters and servers from um, Out Bar. That's so right. They're sort of fanning us. Oh, there we go. Isn't that nice? Way yes. to tick. As Way to so, tick. Yeah. Or, or 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 they're just our fans. <laughs> yes. Okay. Stop. <laughs> now that we've been through that. Oh, welcome to closets are for clothes. I yeah. know. Welcome. I uh, just got back from Atlanta. Oh, oh what you I, do? Uh, you were there. Is it, that's like a gay town, isn't it? Well, I mean, it was this past weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Pride this past weekend. Oh, and great. Atlanta has one of the biggest prides or whatever. So it was all the biggest prides this weekend. So I think Toronto is this weekend. and This um, coming weekend. Oh, it is? It's this oh, I don't know. Weekend? I don't know. If it... well, well, and I know New York was this past weekend. Mm. Oh. Columbus was last weekend. Well, hey, Columbus. Call <laughs> 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 her back. Um, so I was in Atlanta, and it was it was. <laughs> It was pretty gay. Oh, really? I yeah. love that is so great. Uh-huh. Now, what uh-huh. made it so gay? Well, so, you know, I went to Detroit. Um, I've been to a couple of different cities prize, so St. Louis and Kansas City and Detroit and now Atlanta. And, you know, the thing was... Uh, it was just such a huge deal. It was so oh, huge. And there's a fabulous drag show in the park. Mm. Oh, um, wow. Some great drag kings. Nice. Inclusive. Mm-hmm. That's great. There was a, a dyke march. Mm. Ooh, I bet that now, was like separate. Powerful. There was a dyke march separate. Interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. That might yeah. have been really powerful. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, but the, the parade opens up with uh, dykes on bikes. 
absolutely fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's great. I love that when it they do awesome. that. It was awesome. It was pretty awesome. Would you guys, you know, I, I have mixed feelings about that. Do you think that's like divisions in the community? Or is that, is that good or bad? Well, I think it's, for, for um, I, I think for me it's more of, and, I, and I'm speaking just for me, I think it's like there's such a variety yeah. that when we have different divisions, but we're all in the same parade. Yeah, as long as sure. we recognize we're still all one family. Exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. and I don't think that it's it was sort of a response of like, well, I don't want to be with you. Yeah. I think it's necessary. Like, let's let's put our own sort of flavor to it. Yeah, okay. it's sort of like you know how in New York they have Puerto Rican Week and oh. Puerto Rican mm-hmm. Weekend, or they have like Fleet Week mm-hmm. as well. So, are we saying that Fleet Week because you know we don't like the Marine Corps? You know, yes. or are you saying? Like if Dykeside Bikes had their own separate sure. one, then I'd be like, hmm, I wonder what's going right. on with that. But or apparently bringing... Dykeside Bikes always start each gay parade. So I didn't know yes. that, which is really cool. Yes, yes. But right in front of where I was standing, a dyke fell off her bike. <gasps> oh, oh no. Into your arms? Those are big Negative. and heavy. Oh. Oh. No, no, no. no. It was, it was, <laughs> Not the dykes. Uh, I mean the bikes. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, so this poor woman fell off her bike and EMS came and Ooh. like... Um, her partner was like right there and helping her and oh like my. was it a wipeout or something or what was it? Well, no, um, it was two dikes on this bike and one dike fell off the back of the bike and neither of them. It sounds like a like a rhyming thing. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, um, she was fine. But you know, neither of them wearing helmets and it was really scary. Mm. And yeah. They weren't wearing helmets, but they're not dra- They're just parading. So, right. I, mean, so they I don't think you need a helmet when you're parading. They weren't. I mean, they were going, I don't know, kind of fast, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Still, I would not want to, like. She definitely got the, the wind knocked out of her. So. Oh, I bet. Well, yeah. Those things are, those machines are, are big and powerful. That's true. Yeah. Now, did they, like, go in, like, kind of like a formation, or did they do the circle? They, they, or? they sort of, like, go, went down the street and then came back, and they went in, like, big ovals and circles and okay. stuff. Okay. Okay. Um. So yeah. So that's when you're saying they were going pretty quickly. Yeah, that would yeah, make yeah. sense. Okay. Because I was like, oh, that'd be hard to just go, just keep going forward and balance your bike. And yeah, totally. So yeah. in the in the past uh, few days, I've been to uh, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, as opposed to Michigan. Oh, okay. Indianapolis, <laughs> Dallas, and uh, Houston, and no gay pride stuff anywhere. Well, really? I missed out on them. Yeah. Wow. You you were the gay pride stuff. I, That's right. I, <laughs> with my little suitcase and my little my little dog collar. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> it's not about size. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what else was it? The was it like a parade? Like was very cool. You know, one of my favorite floats was this organization called Swish. Have you ever heard Ooh. of them? No, I haven't. Swish. Straight woman in support of homosexuals. Oh. <laughs> I that want a nice. chapter here. Absolutely. How fabulous was that? Oh, I love Swish, it. Swish, straight women in support of homosexuals. And how many people do we know that could just join that so quickly? I know, right? <laughs> I'm and, talking to my housemate today. They were great. I've got to tell you. They Is were there a very... website for them? I don't think so. Let me oh, check. But wow. they, were just, or they were some really fierce, straight ally supporters, and they were just awesome. That would be so. You know, that could be part of the training, your ally training, <laughs> is that they have to like form, one of their yeah. homework assignments, they have to form the swish uh chapter in michigan it was it was really cool oh, and you know wow. there were nice. p-flag parents and there's a huge it was you know it was really interesting they had a huge contingent of people um in an anti-meth campaign so Fantastic. literally it was this big black banner it had 
a life is greater than like the is greater than sign the mathematical yes. sign is greater than math and it was very interesting that's fantastic yeah it was very cool so i need to ask you so like when the p-flag folks go by like, usually it's a very huge crowd mm-hmm. um so did folks like cheer when they go by absolutely now okay so that's the part that always gets me is then i get all choked up on top of it i'm like crying while i'm you know um you know cheering but um it's great yeah and then of the gay gay veterans um like oh. started the parade oh it's um, absolutely yeah yeah it was it was really cool i never seen a parade that big um the the floats weren't i didn't like the the floats were okay mm-hmm. um there were some fabulous people and like all these feathers but it was like atlanta was like 90 90 <sighs> some odd degrees it was all those warm. feathers sticking to it you was i was wilting like a delicate <clears throat> flower i am wow. and what about the rally afterwards were there interesting speeches and things um, there wasn't so much a rally, actually. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was, it was more, more like a celebration type thing. There was. So there's this big space, this big park in Atlanta called Piedmont Park, and they had they gayfied it. So I'd never seen so many exhibitors. There was huge. There were so wow. many exhibitors. Um, wow. But it was. I had a really good time, and it was great. Well, and I think that that's one of the things that I always find fascinating about gay pride and things is that there's a lot more corporations that are showing up to these, and as they're becoming more accepting or, or developing policies in their own mm-hmm. uh, companies and agencies, that then they take the next step and say, and by the way, we want to make sure you know that we're doing this, mm-hmm. and so they show up to these pride events to make sure, and I, I, I just think that's really great that they're then they turn around and then support our community. And there were so many churches too. Like wow. and the major sponsor of the parade was Delta and Really? So yeah, it was really nice. interesting. So nice. um it's funny. And talking of Swish, uh-huh. you know, um I learned some new you know how we say uh fag hag and I don't really like right. that term. Right. I learned some new ones like Dame Flame or Flame Dame. <laughs> Flame, flame dame, flame dame, flame, and, and how, could you use it in a sentence? So, um, dame. Wow, there's a chick with all those fabulous gay men. She must be their flame dame. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if the queen has to anoint you, Dame oh. Judy Dench is now flame dame, Judy Judy Dench. Mm. There you go. There you go. So, and who gives out the title? That's right. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's just. A, I think I'm sure there's an application somewhere. <laughs> so, yeah. did you learn any other new terms, or was there? Anything? Um, nothing suitable for okay. radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we're gonna go to break real quick. Then. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it is interesting. So, so yeah. So there was. It was so a good it's time. interesting. So does the does the then so the the parade doesn't like end at the Capitol. It kind of ends. No, like, unlike Michigan, unlike Michigan Pride, right? Right. So it it ends. Uh, into the park, turns into the park, and there's the concerts. You know, the um, the big performance was Deborah Gibson, who you may have known as Debbie Gibson. I was gonna say, <laughs> oh. I was like, I, I think I know who this person she is. She goes by Deborah Gibson, and uh, at least my si- older sisters used to listen to her. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and because um, I asked him to do it, <laughs> and also, um, oh, I forgot his name, but he um, he was in. Um, Will and Grace, Leslie Jordan is his name. The, he's the Jordan. little gay oh, guy. Absolutely. The one I love. Oh, absolutely. Hilarious. Oh, wow. So, um, so it was really fun. It was really fun. Got it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it was, it was, it was good. Um, what else? And the, you know, I went to a lot of, a, a couple of gay bars. Um, I don't know. I, it made me really appreciate, um, the small town feel, honestly. 
No, like how small town? Like Ann Arbor small town? Like Ann Arbor small town. Oh, okay. Town. Yeah, because I felt like um, it was so anonymous. Right. And it wasn't mm. really that well integrated in terms of people of color. Mm. So, so yeah. And so that's kind of interesting because I think that that's uh, – one of the things that I'm impressed with with uh, Michigan Pride that's coming up in Lansing this particular weekend is that one of the folks that we were going to try to have on tonight, uh, Peg Ball, that um, she's actually going to be speaking at the uh, on the Capitol steps and talking about disability rights and the LGBT movement. Mm. And, um, and so that's one of the things I really enjoyed was the fact that they were able to uh, be inclusive. And that's um, – you know, I – so that's why sometimes I'm a little disappointed when there isn't a strong uh, political presence or yeah. even a political presence. I really oh, that's didn't what I meant. Like, like a, right. yeah, political presence. I really didn't right. feel like there was a huge political presence around too. Like, uh, and you know, I've been reading a lot of articles lately about has lost has Pride sort of lost its way. Like, what mm-hmm. is Pride all about? Well, mm-hmm. that's the yeah, that's the big issue now here in Lansing. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And there's a lot of Prides who are financially struggling. Like New York Pride yeah. actually financially struggles. And, like, and wow. Seattle Pride actually Lansing fin- is too. So yeah. there was an article about that in between lines. Right. Right, right. So it's so um, it's really hard to sort of conceptualize, and we need to think about think th- about what pride needs to accomplish. Right, right. right. So. Well, and I think, but and but then there's also situations where, like, who, like, what is the agenda of that state of the uh, of the community in that state, mm-hmm. and who might be hijacking what for what gain, and the the politics that are sometimes within the community, um, I think, is also a concern, um, and. Um, where, like, for instance, in New York, where there may be, a, like, people flock to New York. Sure, or, like, San was, Francisco or Chicago. Right, yeah. right. So it may be pulling from other other states, but at the same time, in the order of trying to be the best pride or be the best um, and, and, and continue to make money off of off of pride. Because some folks use it as a, as a fundraiser. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily use it as a, as a break-even um, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. event. And so that's one of the things that I'm, I'm concerned with is that sometimes these folks, folks that are just kind of faltering a little bit, did was there something that happened um, – that made politically in that community shifted right. it, mm-hmm. uh, shifted the the focus, which wasn't which was the well, um, which was sort of the case in New York because mm-hmm. in New York they wanted to move the pride from where it's usually held to somewhere else. Ah, so um, well, yeah, okay. somewhere cheaper, probably. Well, someplace that was more conducive to a parade, really. New, well, New York. Well, I think true, it's, true. <laughs> that's, so. That is more conducive. Right? No, no, no. I think I think it's it's, it's issues of money, and yeah. and I yeah. think all these I think town across the 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 country are where there are gay pride celebrations and parades are recognizing that there's been a loss of steam and mm-hmm. and and where uh, maybe 10 years ago we were all sort of like let's get out there and get in there and let's let's rah, 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 mm-hmm. and make this thing happen um we um we don't have as much of an interest now. We're mm-hmm. sort of like much more passive about it, much more apathetic. Let's let somebody else do it. Oh, you know what? I'm going to be out of town that weekend. They don't. We don't work as hard sure. to go to the parades right. and do it. Now you did, Gabe. So good for you. <laughs> nah. But I think, but that's one of the things that, and, and this is what I was challenged with actually this morning, is that someone actually said, "Where is it?" 
that that much effort anymore for me because I've gotten through all the the process and then I'm not newly coming out because yeah. it's like usually a lot of times that I remember with Lansing Pride for me used to be oh, this is my one spot to be oh like, yeah that's right right but now that I'm one of these old fogies that have been out for years and things like this and sure you know, do, you, do you feel like you've paid your dues well no and that because I continue because the thing is is that I that's why I continue to do the radio show yeah. is because I feel that there still needs to be somebody out there um to 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 keep that door open i guess is a way to, to keep put saying it. that i'm out and queer and yes, I'm here exactly. you know and that's interesting because you know david we keep going back to this the this little collar that's on your bag right yeah so it's 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 about like letting people know or thinking that people are in, in a way the, though yeah. it's it's a it's uh it's not a very aggressive way of letting people know uh-huh. because it's just a rainbow flag it's just it's that symbol so it's not me saying i'm out and proud sure and and that's for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. you know. There's um, it's the workplace, and right. I have to be careful, and I don't want to I don't want to make ripples yet because I'm I'm still on probation. I'm a new hire. Right. You know? yeah, so, yeah. 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 <laughs> but right. but also it, it, I may maybe I'm lazy. Maybe I don't want to take the take the time and energy to 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 represent that. So I'm just sort of doing it kind of subtly now mm-hmm. with the with the little dog collar and just letting people who know what the symbol means know they have an ally. Yep. Right, and, and, you know, I think that it reminds me because, you know, there's been a lot of talk lately about this gaydar thing. Mm. Gaydar. You know, we had brought it up earlier. Yeah. So so um, even today on CNN.com, there was this whole thing, these five video clips. Interesting. And they said, can you tell? Yeah. And who's gay and who's not? I don't know if that's their way of honoring That's interesting pride. because I'll tell you, they just did a gaydar thing on national public radio. Right, right, like, right. Uh, yesterday, I think. And I'm, so they've this talking about this whole science of gaydar what thing. What is the science of gaydar? I don't know. So, so I was listening to this thing and I pulled some some clips out. Okay. Um, and it's it's on Talk of the Nation and NPR and they're mm. talking with this guy, David France, who's done this quote-unquote research on gaydar, mm. so okay. So we're, let's all research each other. Let's see if we fit the thing. Right, right, right. So, uh, so oh, we the, need it. The oh. first clip. Okay. Flash blog of the nation. Joining me from Argo Network in New York City is David France. His article in New York Magazine is called "The Science of Gaydar." Welcome to the show. Oh, it's nice to be with you, Andrea. So let me start with this. You write in your story that you're gay, and though you don't think of yourself as particularly gay acting or straight acting, for that matter, people can often tell. Is that the sort of thing that started your quest for science? Well, you know, some of these scientific findings have been uh, percolating up in the newspaper and the radio over the last couple of years. It occurred to me that there might be uh, we might be reaching some sort of consensus on some of these things. And in fact, that's what I discovered as I poked into it. What did you find? Well, the the, the first of these findings, of course, is about 15 years old, and that's that, um, that the gay male brain has some distinct anatomical uh, variations to it that makes it different from the straight male brain and more, in fact, similar to the straight female brain. And that has to do primarily with a section of the brain called the hypothalamus and, and a small nucleus r- resting on the, on the hypothalamus. But since then, they've discovered certain kind of characteristics and traits about gay people that seem to suggest that, that in many different ways we're presenting this kind of face to the world that is slightly different. One, for example, is the uh, relationship in length between your index finger and your ring finger. 
So they're talking about the index finger mm-hmm. and the ring. I've finger. got I've got both. Oh, yeah. Okay. Great. You're gay. <laughs> so, but so I mean, what they said was, if you look at your right hand, all right. palm facing you, okay, and your index finger is shorter mm-hmm. than your ring finger, mm-hmm. then there's a higher correlation to gay men. Higher correlation, but not a, it's not causation a, exactly. Yeah. Okay, could we have our engineers please engineers? hold up their hands? <laughs> hold your hands up, put them together. Okay, so See? fingers. Well, I can't tell. Well, it looks like Alex's no, forefinger and ring finger right are about hand, the same right length. Hand. Oh, I can't really. They're, they're about the yeah. same length. Interesting. See, okay, so the other thing. So do you know what the hair whorl is? Oh, that is interesting. The hair whorl. No, I don't. Tell me. So, okay, so it's where the, the colic thing, the thing where you the top of your head. The crown. The crown. Yeah. My, my crown? I guess. I, <laughs> another crown. Your whirly for the crown. <laughs> so what a queen. <laughs> if it whirls clockwise versus whirling counterclockwise. So it says gay men are more likely than straight men to have a counterclockwise whirl. Mm, my, mine, I think mine's clockwise. Yours is clockwise. Yeah. And you're gay? <laughs> I'm just telling you. Um. <laughs> so so, and it's funny because well, as soon as we heard that guy's voice, what did you say to him? You said I said gay, gay. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the other thing, and it's not just gay. Gay people like they talk about lesbians. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So they say that lesbians hear more like straight men. Hear more. Hear hear like, like listen, they yeah. they hear more in type and kind like straight men. I don't. So like they hear. Like for instance, like when they when they when they are listening to somebody or mm-hmm. listening to something or as in processing the information mm-hmm. they're taking in, mm-hmm. th- lesbians seem to um, understand the topic or hear the topic very similar to straight men mm, okay. as straight men do. Mm-hmm. Um, where gay men, I believe, do not. They're more like straight women. Is that my? Well, or at least not like right. straight men. Okay, I made a leap there. Yeah. Right. Well, you know, yeah. I actually I was in uh, I was also in Grand Rapids uh, a couple of days ago, and mm-hmm. uh, I the mother of a former boyfriend took me out for dinner. Nice. Very nice. And uh, she and I were talking about communication, and I was telling her that I believe that generally speaking, and then we're making generalizations here, right. of course, that gay men are typically better at communicating because and communication interpersonal communications is more of a feminine trait because and women are straight women especially have you know very close relationships with each other and they're very good at sharing information and feelings and we're, they're very very good communicators right right whereas with men I think probably men have to work to develop that skill sure and and so I, I think that's another trait right. And generally, and though, right? Generally, generally, and it's funny what they found because um, so so she the interviewer looks at her hand and that's what she says. Okay. Findings now now uh, this is uh, scientifically. Um, let me ask you. My index finger is shorter than my ring f- finger, and mm-hmm. I'm not gay. At least I don't think so. And uh, so so tell me what science says and what it doesn't say about my index finger. This is not a causal well, effect, in other words. Right, exactly. In fact, that the kind of the interesting aspect of these findings is that, A, it's a statistical relationship that they're associating with, with uh, sexual orientation here. Hmm. But B, uh, it, seem, it seems to be suggesting that there are more, that there are that, that that there's not a simple range between masculine and feminine. That it's in fact much more of a matrix of characteristics and traits that would uh, suggest that there are several 
varieties of heterosexualities, for example, and several varieties of homosexualities, and mm. that we all have varying avenues that bring us to our sexual orientation, and those, depending on which avenue we took, will, will impact various aspects of our physicality. And so it reminded me, because I often get this question, because I sit on a lot of panels. And right. videos. So one time I had this young man raise his hand and he said, excuse me, can you tell me why all gay men have lisps? Now I have a clear, <laughs> clear lisp, right? <laughs> and, you know, I said, well, after I was done, like, sort of getting really angry in my head, yes. I was like, well, that's a really interesting question, because I know a lot of straight men who have lisps, and I know a lot of gay men who do not have lisps. And, and, but it sort of gets to this whole thing about trying to figure it out yeah right well you know because if we if we find out well it, if it is determined scientifically without a doubt mm-hmm. that this is a biological normality normality in the, the development of people and humans then presumably the pressure will be let off and they'll stop trying to change us, send us to these institutions and stop trying to deny us of the rights and, they might deny. Or the yeah. converse can happen. Right. If they find that it's a biological normality or people consider it a biological abnormality, then they'll try to find a cure. If they consider it a disease, right. yes. That's for so, for and, heterosexuality? Mm-hmm. I mean, one would hope. No, so so I think it's uh, the sword cuts both ways, and I think it's really interesting because we we do we assign these sort of false uh, expectations and social norms around what is gay and what is straight, right? Right. And even within gay culture, right? Yes. Or lesbian culture, we say butch femme, Mm -hmm. we say uh, Nelly, we say all these things. Well, it's it's our natural, we want to categorize. Right. We want to label things and categorize things. But I think it's, go ahead. But but do do you think it's it's that we are... I guess the thing is that where they were making a general like for instance when there are certain things that we talk about like for, with different different cultures that there's certain characteristics that just seems to be true and that we are well young boys playing with uh, dolls has mm-hmm. been a good clue you know if, right. if we if we look back earlier in time before we had more advanced scientific studies like this where they where they were really starting to look at this mm-hmm. as more of a, a a characteristic of the population and less of a disease you know once the psycho- psychological Association stopped calling it uh, a disease or a mm-hmm. disorder. Uh-huh. Things changed. That's we kind of had a little bit more of a let's well let's take a more intellectual approach to this instead of assuming that it's a bad thing. Right. And I thought it was interesting that the gentleman said that it's it's a matrix of characteristics and traits. Right. And that it is not just all one thing. There's not exactly. one single single trait. I do remember about a, maybe a year ago now there was a study that was published where they found that the more in a family. And this only applies to males. Uh-huh. The more the brother brothers, thing, right? and we've talked about that once or twice before, that the more older brothers there are, the youngest has the high, the younger you are in the family of brothers, the higher the likelihood that that child is gay. Right. Right. But I know a lot of youngest of 12 who, who aren't gay, right? So, like, mm, there's... You sure? Right. I do. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you sure they're not? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, on the I've other been thing, trying to convert... No. <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, that they made also a leap of with that is that they found that 50%... In this article, they were talking about that 50% of gay, uh, uh, gay men were also left-handed. Right. 50%. They're more likely Or ambidextrous. Be... Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, it's just, it's just very interesting because a lot of times we find people trying to say, how many gay people are there? 
How many how many mm. LGBT people right. are there? And our standard response, because you can find studies that say there's liberals, you know, our standard answer is 10%. Yes. But we we find studies that are, say, 1%, and we find studies that are 19%. And it addre- there's an addressing of the bell curve, and right. that most exactly. people fall into a majority, and they and they would have a tendency either way, right. have an attraction either way to either gender. But when it, we're talking about services and stuff, the question is, why gotta does address it matter? That. Yeah. Well, but why does it matter, right? Like, why does it, like, when especially when we talk about students, like, why does it matter how many students there are when we know everyone needs services? Mm-hmm. So, interesting. So, I don't know. I think it's both interesting and so, dangerous. Besides the hair swirl and the finger length and the lisp, uh-huh. were there other traits that the study really revealed to be possibilities? Fingerprints. Possible indicators. Fingerprints. What well, about fingerprints? Well, they said, um, you know, there's like a width or how many ridges oh, are in the I fingerprint. Uh, I thought that was age. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of trees. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, like, for example, if you look at your fingerprints, it's like little ridges, right? Well, and yeah, if they're but, wider apart, um, uh-huh. then there's an increased density that, that there's more gay men. Well, see, now I have a problem with this because I've been fingerprinted. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. That's required for my job. I think that's different when we say you've been caught <laughs> No. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's required for my job, but now the government has my fingerprint. Uh, and now they're seeing whether or not you... Well, they're not seeing this. Switch. I'm probably in a database somewhere. <laughs> right, you know? right. I'm probably been marked. You know, and one thing that I, I found from this this uh, this interview that I thought was really good, um, you know, they were talking about what good are these stereotypes. Set out to write an article like this. Do you worry about contributing to the social stereotypes that surround sexual orientation? It's interesting, especially in this area, because that's what is being researched are the stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Is there a foundation for these stereotypes? And um, now... You know, I guess I I was not so worried about contributing to that personally, but I was interested to know what science was doing in that area. And I was surprised, actually, to find out that not only were they taking stereotypes seriously, but in many cases, they were codifying them. So mm-hmm. I think that is really dangerous, mm-hmm. right? Codifying people because people do get att- uh, attacked and discriminated not only because of their sexual orientation but because of their perceived sexual orientation. Or gender identity. Because yeah. I don't think they really necessarily – people care about the sexual orientation. They're more – because the first thing that they're going to identify is more the gender identity. Yeah. They're not going to know whether I'm uh, – whether they're going to be – whether I'm going to be um, – uh, st- whether I'm, gonna, I'm attracted to men or women, they're more. They seem to be more worried about whether I'm a feminine or masculine. Yeah, because that that makes them in, uncomfortable because they are insecure. Right. But I'll tell you another thing is that I believe that the majority of the people out there who are causing violence against gays and lesbians, or or out there and uh, uh, creating fear and creating unhappiness, are not the people who are going to be paying attention to intellectual scientific studies. They right. don't care about those. They've right. already made they've already have they've preconceived made their mind notions. Up, right? They've already made their minds up. They're going to they're going to feel this way. They're going to hate this uh, people and and it's going to continue to be a problem because they're still out there and they don't want to address science. When you can't deal with somebody in an in- intelligent way, how do you deal with them? Right. If right. you can't communicate, if you can't rationalize with somebody, and their violence and their problems and right. their prejudices. You, what is your strength? How do you, how do you battle that? Hmm. I don't That's know. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. And, you know, I think that... Um, well, I, I, mean, I think maybe... Uh, maybe I don't know... 
because I'm trying to think like an awareness because I'm trying to think of even in like for instance with racism if I just yeah. if I took the out the the sexual orientation and gender identity out it, it's still what I find is the common denominator with um, racism sexism homophobia is that it's their in own insecurity or their own yeah. sense of uh, they need someone to blame for what is going on sure. in their life and they blame the gays and just right. like that's what Pat Robertson has been doing for you know right that's the, with the war in Iraq is because the gays yep. and, and and the tax in New York. Right. Um, I mean, even my uh, uh, gay male friends, like when they're not being successful, they'll blame it on various races. Yeah, it's always and somebody I'm, else's fault. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm kind of like, wait a minute here. And um, But then I also find that they're also the ones that are most critical uh, within the gay community and not uh, of not that we're all one, but that we do have different segments. The attitude changes when it when it affects you. When mm-hmm. when you know uh, you know uh, parents can be very anti-gay and mm-hmm. very homophobic, but when suddenly now their son or daughter right. is. LGBT, is gay or lesbian? Yeah, uh-huh. It doesn't always because I have I have a friend who's a flight attendant and he's been ostracized by his family. Right. They they won't talk to him. They right. won't. He's uh, the poor guy. Yeah. Right. I mean, and that happens all across the country yes. to all sorts of people Absolutely. where they get abandoned by their family. <laughs> right. Because they're gay, and you and you can show them all the studies you want, but if they believe it's a, it's it's a god, it's because uh, it's it's against God. If they mm-hmm. believe it's against their faith, right, then you can't compete with that. Right. Right. And that's where I think that the the, the pride events provide a way of visibility, celebrating. Yes, yeah. And, and we're also a little bit later. We're going to talk about uh, HIV awareness, but we're but we're also going to talk about some gay films and and this uh, related subject with that. Absolutely, and you know this whole. Um gay or straight thing. It's funny because when I was in Atlanta, we went out and we, um, even in another place like Pride, you're trying to figure out like, okay, well, I'm assuming that everyone here is gay, which is not the case. I think, you know... Wouldn't that be a great world? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just so... It's family-friendly, so there's lots of families out there, like heterosexual families and allies, so... I had a terrific time um, when I was more in the coming out when, when I was in college, and and doing i was just more active on on this on the scene and uh i would go to chicago pride i would go to lansing pride i think i went to new york pride i was all i was priding all over the place <laughs> <laughs> i was going to parades and and doing all sorts of things uh-huh. and um and i just i don't do that now so much yes and, and, and it's and not because i'm sick and tired of it it's nope. just that i don't know what it is right uh, maybe it's i'm just lethargic about yeah. it. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. and it, or, or maybe it doesn't meet the needs of what you need right now. Right. It's not where you are developmentally, right? Or well, it's it's also more, I think, a contributing factor is work schedule and, sure. and, and the weekends. Yeah, life, but if, life but gets even in if the you way. didn't have the work schedule, I mean, because there, there was the, every weekend this past weekend, and with your yeah. flight schedule, you could be able to go to any any of them. As long as I it's mean, in the same town where I'm visiting. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> but it's one of those things, but you could have gone yeah. to any one of those if, if you... Um, if you wanted, and so you know, like, and I think, like, for instance, I, and I have no idea what your schedule is, but like, for instance, like this weekend, if you were available, would you go to Lansing? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So then, it's still a possibility that it could it just, be. Yeah, I was would... going to be in Columbus actually this weekend. Ah. So. <laughs> okay. Got it. All right. But, well, we're going to take a, a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, some some gay films and some ideas for summer. Because this is the season. Oh, it is. Woo! We're officially summer I'm now. I'm loving it. <laughs> and uh, and then we'll also talk about HIV awareness. Absolutely.
This is Keith Orr from Common Language Bookstore and The Out Bar. You're listening to Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN FM Ann Arbor, 88.3 on your radio dial. I kind of hijacked it. Well, no, no. Hi, hello, hey. hey. <laughs> <laughs> and what happened to us again? Oh, my heavens. Oh, we're my we're all fanning each other because it's kind of warm and humid in here. It's kind of steamy. Yes. Oh, my oh, goodness. <laughs> and speaking of steamy, hey, hey. Uh, summer activities. Oh, I love summertime. I've talked about it all time. I just love it. Absolutely. I, I love the way people dress. I love what people do in the summertime. We've talked about the parades, the having fun. Um, let's talk for a moment about some gay destinations. Ah, okay. okay. All right. Gay-friendly destinations? Some gay-friendly... Well, yeah, sure. Gay-friendly, because that's where we want to go, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right. Yes, but, yes. Uh, but, like, lesbians and bisexual and transgender folks are welcome here, too, yeah. right? Now, <laughs> one, of the, one of the more popular scenes in Michigan mm-hmm. is Sagatuck. Oh, I can't believe you brought that up. Because I have a great story for that. My boss, who is straight, um, uh, his wife calls me last week and goes, Dan, what is your what what is so and so's um schedule like this or whatever? I go, well, why is that? He says, because well, he needs to get out early on Friday. And I go, really? Like, what's the, what's the going on? Like this? She goes, it's our anniversary, and I want to go. And I and um and the only weekend I seem to be able to get. <laughs> um, is this weekend? I said, "Oh well, where are you going?" And she goes, "Sagatuck," and I can't understand why they're booked every single every O-M-G. single weekend. And I was uh, laughing, and I go, "Well, I need to explain to you that one, like Sagatuck, is kind of like the mecca of the of the LGBT community, and second, this is." Gay Pride Month, and so we all go to Mecca <laughs> during, <laughs> during June. And she goes, and she was like, oh, so that, and she goes, and you know what, Dan, I was kind of wondering why they kept saying they were gay-owned and operated um, on all these <laughs> And I was just like, definitely. Well, I'm glad she's so accepting. Oh, it was totally fine. <laughs> well, then, so eventually, and I wasn't supposed to tell him and things like this. Well, eventually, she just told him and things, and, and he and he comes in, and he's like, so, I, uh, he's saying, could you cancel a few things for me that that afternoon? Because apparently, there's a, there's several appointments I had that afternoon that weren't there yesterday. And I was like, oh, well, those are the fake ones that I put in for you. And so he, and so it was really kind of funny. He says, and I said, and he goes, so, and then you told her about, like, there was, you know, the Saga Tech's so gay. I said, oh, yes, there's so many places. And I go, I can put together a schedule for you. <gasps> and he looked at me like, excuse me? I said, well, you've got to go to the dude beach. And oh, then you got to go to, you know, like this. And he just looked at me and just started laughing. He says, you know, you go ahead and put that list together, Dan. <laughs> How <laughs> like, nice of you. Really helping cool. your straight <laughs> boss have a gay weekend. Oh. Absolutely. You know? So it was just, it was, and they came back and said they loved it. They said, if I wouldn't have mentioned that it was a gay town or that it was a, you know, that everybody's gay goes there, kind of thing, he says, I would never have known. Mm. He says, there were so many families there and um, so many events that were going on that which which also I'm kind of wondering about isn't there rainbow family the 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 weekend retreat that they the rainbow retreat or something like this where all like families go for a week to saga talk well and, I, I haven't heard about it I wouldn't be surprised uh, okay but there's like a, something sounds event. like fun yeah so but anyway so it was just absolutely there's so much to do in saga talk well but you know for me it's more of a just kind of a relaxing well why do you think it happened why is saga talk the place why not uh, Belle Isle? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to Saga Talk, actually. Oh, well, so. see, now, oh. you're not, you gotta do it. Well, I think well, part of it is because it was, one, a an artist community. Yeah. And so That's you kind of had yeah. to have kind of an affluent... Um, 
you kind of had to be self-sufficient in, mm-hmm. in a way um, to, to live out there. Um, and I think it also was a kind of, well, Holland was like probably, like if you left Chicago, Holland was mm-hmm. the, probably the place to go. Mm-hmm. It was like the next big city that just up the river or up mm-hmm. the, the side of the shore. Mm-hmm. But Saugatuck was right on the, um, was right on the lake. It's also in an area of Michigan known as the Bible Belt. It Which is, I, but Holland. that's just recent, yes. though, isn't that? No, no, that's been really? for years. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was more like in like the last twenty years or so. Well, that's recent to yeah. me. <laughs> oh, okay, got it. I was. Uh, oh, thanks. <laughs> nice. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, um, yeah. I mean, yes, it, there there is a, a strong religious community that's out there, but I don't think it's been as strong. Uh, uh, I think that they've been more conservative. Um, and organized probably in the last 20 or 30 well, years. Well, I think probably in the last 20... What the gay population, gay and lesbian, transgender population, typically does is they go to areas and towns which are less expensive, not so great, and they make it great. Absolutely. Sagatuck was not the way it is today. No. Mm-hmm. It was Absolutely made not. great by our community yes. and our culture, and it's now more colorful than ever. Right. It's It's got uh, greater revenue probably mm-hmm. than, it has, than it saw 20 years ago, certainly. Absolutely. Absolutely. Adjusting for inflation. And <laughs> and um, and the population has increased because people love the town. And yes. why? Because our community made it a colorful, beautiful place. Absolutely. And and it is nice. And and when I've I've gone there for several years, and um, there was a time when a whole bunch of us would go and we would just you know fill six people into a, a hotel room, and all the hotels and motels were booked, of yep. course. And it was a big old thing. You go out to the beach, you spend the day at the beach at the gay beach, where the 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 gay men would be buffing their nails, the lesbians would be playing volleyball, and they would have the 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 wave riders and all that absolutely. fun stuff. Nice. Yes. And, uh, and there's also a nude secret area of the beach. Absolutely. Where, where s- s- I never was able to find happens. it. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I looked. You got sand in your feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I don't have an explanation for the sunburn on the bottom of my feet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and elsewhere. Yeah. Um, oh. Uh, and uh, uh, what else? Oh, yeah. And uh, then you go to the bar in the evening, and they have tea dance, and it was just a very festive thing. Absolutely. And it, and it still is. Yes. Yes. So that's so that's an interesting place to go. But I'm a little disappointed because Sagatuck was willing to be able to um, pass uh, legislation to be able to be more accepting of our community, mm-hmm. but Douglas... But Douglas Refused. Mm-hmm. Where's Douglas? Next Douglas door? Is, is like the it's, Twin it's City. Like, yeah, there. it's right yeah. there. Yeah, and I found that that was very upsetting. Well, and I'll tell you, people don't think about going to Douglas. They think about going to Sagatuck. That's right. oh, Douglas is almost a nameless city. That's right. So, if you want the, if you guys want the money. Yeah, you, bet you better let us in. But <laughs> but that's so true. I mean, that, I think Palmer Park was very similar to that in Detroit. Right. You know, because at first they didn't want to have hotter than July there. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that I mean that kind of was a. Um, a situation that happened where you're like you're just giving you an example of or more further example of what you were saying earlier of uh, we went into a community where there was it was really cheap and we made it fabulous we you know we really grew that community mm-hmm. and things so and also um and our show is available on iTunes right and so it's heard all over the world but your local community during Gay Pride Month is probably a great place to go. And so mm-hmm. don't stay inside. Get outside, be active, go to parades, go to groups. And and, and if it's especially a hot day, all oh, the gay community. Oh, the clothes. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so if I wanted to get, get out back. of Michigan, though, out of Michigan, where do, where do all out of, uh, of us folks go? Well, um, there was a... Uh, list in the Out Magazine and the Out Traveler, and they listed the five hottest summer destinations. Hmm. And 
they listed them based on the the bed and breakfasts, the the, the restaurants, uh, what kinds of bars there were, uh, what to do afterwards, and and just general good time. Um, and so the list goes like this: the uh, the number five place. I don't oh, know if this is an order of preference, but we'll just go through the we'll list. We'll do it that way. Um, one of the places port is Portland, Oregon. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. That's great. Yeah. I mean, Portland, I've been out there before, and it is really... In fact, I went to some better breakfasts out there, and it was... It was um, and it was wonderful. It was absolutely, uh, the, the community was really welcoming. And I, in fact, one of the things I enjoyed so much was the, the flower garden that was out there or the Japanese garden. That's what I'm thinking of. And it was just, it was amazing. The, the, the bed and breakfast person that the, the hosts that were there for the bed and breakfast were just really fabulous. I mean, they just, they, they really hooked me up when they figured out what, what I was there for. They were like, Oh, okay. And, uh, not a problem. And they just directed me the right. And they I couldn't just, tell by the flower in your hair. Well, you know, it was a small flower. It's not my usual big, you know, half, half Hibiscus my head size. Plan. Listeners don't know, but I mean, you've been sporting a new haircut. <laughs> yes, I, I am. Do. You used I, to have very long hair and you had it always tied back. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. now it's this sh- it's a short cropped and it's yes. all it's very perky. Yes. Just it's like very me. perky for summer. It just is. like me and uh, Katie Couric. <laughs> <laughs> Our boobs are nice and perky. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You've both been with Matt Lauer. Oh, that's right. Oh, oh I wish. But anyway, okay. so who, uh, another place. Another place is uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Really? Yeah. Now, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Minnesota is actually known to be a pretty culture-rich oh, place. Oh, absolutely. Surprise. I mean, for goodness sakes, uh, Garrison Keillor comes out of there. That, well, hello. Well, you know, the Treader Collection is there, too, at the University of Minnesota. The Treader Collection is the largest historical archive of LGBTQ items in the nation. No. Oh, I yeah. thought it would be San Francisco. No. Nope. Of all the places. The Treader Collection is in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Wow. Fabulous. Because and that's one of the things I happened to listen to um, a program that's based out of um, Minneapolis. And that's one of the things is they were talking about how they were in the parade and it was just huge and people were just uh, just out there in droves and and then they showed pictures and the pictures that I was looking at, I was like oh my gosh they have this huge um, like several different parties that they do several different types of parties that they do it was just it was amazing so I'm waiting for Detroit to have a an underwear party but anyway go ahead uh, I've been, you ever been to one of those not here no okay. I went but. to one once in Ann Arbor. Oh, yeah. So you don't you don't need to go to Detroit for an underwear party. Well, I would. Well, the way the type of underwear they were wearing. Ooh. Oh. So um. <laughs> okay, great. Absolutely. Okay, um, Denver, Colorado. Really? That's not a surprise to me. Okay. A Boulder I've it never seems been. more real, more likely. Yes. But but Denver is is on the list. Maybe because it's bigger. Well, I don't know. Small towns, I think, are going to be better for yeah. for cult for gay rich type yeah. of things. Well, that's what you know. Um, oh my gosh, I almost called you. Uh, but anyway, Gabriel, Gabriel uh, was uh, talking about earlier that the the is so big and massive. What did you just call, almost call me? I almost called you George again. Um, that uh, <laughs> the, the big the, yeah, there's anonymous there's anonymous feel, you know. So um, you yeah. call me Georgia. Uh, never mind. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Portland, Oregon, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Denver, Colorado, Montreal, Quebec. Montreal. Montreal, Quebec. Really? Yeah. And not... not Toronto? Toronto? It, no. Montreal. I wonder why. I mean, I know it's the closest thing to Europe that we have here in the in the Americas, but... 
Um, I don't know why. Is it just because it's so culture that they? I kept? think it's. I think it's the package because you know they looked at a number of. of it's you know, the ish, uh, they, they looked at it. Yes, <laughs> they looked at a number of. Uh, it's a matrix, you know, just like we were talking about before. Yeah. They were looking at restaurants, bed and breakfast. You know, they looked at the bars. They looked at all sorts of things. And right. So this, this is the. Okay. You know, well, maybe they had better bed and breakfast then. Maybe up there. Maybe all that's right. what it is. This one should be no surprise. Provincetown, Massachusetts. Oh, P Town. Absolutely. Absolutely. Summer thaws. And, and you don't even have to wait for the summertime for there. I mean, um, that's like an all-around, all-the-time kind of gay place absolutely. to go. I feel so bad because I haven't been to any of these places except Minneapolis. Well, Gabe, you've got to get out and travel. You, there's so much of the world to see. Dan and I will take you. We'll just we'll just go touring the absolutely. country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Louise and Louise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. What was the three with Patrick Swayze? There was... Um, uh, uh, we'll do the, those three. That's great. No, I, 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 know, know, I, you, I just remember one um, of them was named Nagzima. That's right. <laughs> oh, she was. Um, Priscilla. Um, no, not Priscilla. No, no, no. Uh, uh, to Wong Fu. Yes. To Wong Fu, yes. yes. Absolutely. Okay. All right. So those are the... Those are, the, uh, that's, those are from... Um, out magazines, out traveler, the five hottest summer destinations. I'll give it to you again: Portland, Oregon, mm-hmm. Minneapolis, Minnesota, mm-hmm. Denver, Colorado, Montreal, Quebec, and Provincetown, Massachusetts. Wow, interesting. Excellent. Now, uh, interesting. those those are those are highly rated, but also again, don't forget your local community. Uh, certainly, if you're listening in a different part of the country, come on over to Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. We're a very gay-friendly town. As, oh, absolutely. As, uh, Keith Orr, the uh, owner, one of the owners, co-owners of the Common, Common Language, Language Bookstore, mm-hmm. was talking about last week how he would get phone calls at the out bar when before he owned the bookstore, and they would say, "Hey, where's the gay spot in town?" Yes. And he would say, "Well, the whole town is kind of the yeah. gay spot." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. There really isn't any gay ghetto, right? Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. I also want to talk about some some gay movies out there. Oh okay. yeah. I just a few because uh, summertime is fun time, and I think actually Top of the Park is is over now. But um, uh, just about it might yeah. be if it's not. I think. Okay. Th- but the, so yeah, but there's Top of the Park. Yep, and so uh, we have I have a, just a few films here. Um, one of them I I just I just was at the theater a few days ago, and mm-hmm. I saw a preview for. The movie called I Now Pronounce You Chuck, Chuck and, Larry. and Larry. Oh. Now I have mixed feelings about this, but I think in in generally, I think this is this is not a movie for gay people. Okay. This is a movie for straight people to get them more comfortable with the idea of homosexuals and okay. gay marriage and lesbians and all this stuff and 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 breaking this this bond. And it's interesting this movie comes out at a time when when uh, gay marriage is continually being debated, and it's going to again be a st- stupid issue with regards to the president, because the president of the United States doesn't decide these things. Right, right. Um, but they're, they're all, all the all the um, all the people who are running for office are going to be asked the question, and then other people are going to make decisions of their choice yeah. based on the answer to that question. When again, the president doesn't really decide no. that kind of thing. Right. So I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry stars Adam Sandler and. Um, Oh, what's his name? Kevin. Uh, oh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yeah. Oh, um, what's that? Uh, Kevin. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Kevin James. James, Kevin James, yes, that's right. And it's about two firemen, right? Who, uh, what could be a more masculine job than firemen? Even though they're, right. I'm sure they're women. Fire women. Oh, absolutely. Fire women. Yeah, fire women. Yeah. Um, and but it's the culture, right? We're mm. we're we're they're dealing with the the preconceived notions. They're dealing with stereotypes, and they're trying to introduce this. And of course, these straight characters play like, oh, well, we wanna we wanna do this so we can get 
uh, I, I actually I'm not sure why they they. Well, it's for insurance. They, oh, for they insurance, right? Insurances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and so they're they're trying to manipulate the system and trying to trick everybody, and one or two people know the know the secret, but they have to portray this gay lifestyle and ooh they got to touch each other and oh they might kiss and uh, and they pretend like not to like it and so that's that's the it's all it's a straight movie i feel like it's, it's totally a ridiculous yeah i feel like it does more harm than good actually yeah. i i think it gets the thought and the possibilities into people's heads and in a in a light that that the general public the general unaccepting straight public can accept right. more easily because if it was a movie about two gay guys who want to get married, no one would see it. Right, Brokeback. Brokeback Mountain was but, an, was an it was an anomaly. But I think that well, exactly, it was an anomaly. Anomaly, unfortunately. But how but, many straight people went to go see Brokeback? Well, I would say that straight prejudiced people. I would say that Brokeback did more to make LGBT people legitimate, quote unquote, than Chuck and Larry will. Because Brokeback, Brokeback, um, the source of real sadness is the struggle between two men Mm -hmm. and their lives. But here you have two straight people who mock Mm -hmm. the rights of LGBT people. You're right. I don't think it does anything. It doesn't do us any favors. I don't think it does us any. Well, yeah. And to give some legitimacy to this program, one of the we just had we have a phone call on the on the air. Or excuse me, on the uh, a phone call on the phone. What a concept! Uh-huh. Um, and it's a Leon from the HIV and AIDS Resource Center, oh. and um, and today is National HIV Testing Day. Ooh. And so um, to, and to to give credibility to our show, we have a a someone who's very credible uh, with Hark. Um, Leon, are you on the? Yes, I am. Hey, fantastic. So how has, um, uh, this is being National HIV Testing Day, how has HIV testing been? Has it been... Uh... Oh, my goodness. It's been crazy. <laughs> it's like rush hour at McDonald's down here. <laughs> Everybody is coming in to, to, to get tested today. Wow. And that's an encouraging thing. And we're trying to, you know, keep this process moving forward in, in as, as efficiently as possible down here at Hark. So we're, we're very happy with the turnout. Fantastic. And you guys are offering HIV testing right now as we're talking. That's right. We'll be open until 9 o'clock tonight. And it's free? Free and anonymous testing. Excellent. And we use the Orsure, uh, which Great. is the swabbing of the inside of the mouth. No so there's needle. no needles. Great. Right. And like, where, where are you guys located so people are interested in getting tested? We're at 3075 uh, Clark Road, Suite 203. We're in the Washtenaw, uh, Washtenaw Medical Arts Building. Uh, right there on Clark Road. We're right across the street from St. Joe's Hospital campus. So why should I get tested for HIV? Why should you get tested for HIV? Why Besides you what you already know about me, Leon. <laughs> <laughs> what we can say on the air. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll keep it clean. Anyone, anyone who's engaged in anal, oral, or vaginal intercourse may seriously want to consider getting tested for HIV or if they've ever shared needles. Um, or have had a direct blood-to-blood contact for any reasons, should consider getting tested, counseled and tested for HIV. And why is that? I mean, so I have vaginal sex or... or um uh, or an intravenous drug user. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, there are two big main reasons. Um, one, 
the earlier you know your status, the sooner you become you can become proactive with it, and the sooner you can slow down and reduce any damage the virus may be potentially doing to your immune system. Another reason is by the fact that you know you're going to get exposed to various pieces of information that will hopefully prevent you from reinfecting yourself or infecting others. But if you have HIV, and mm-hmm. if you have the virus, don't you know? Isn't it obvious? No, it's not. That's a good question. Yeah. It's not obvious. A lot of people do not exhibit any symptoms once HIV has entered their bloodstream and may not exhibit symptoms at all during their entire time of being infected with the virus. The only way to know for sure is to come in and get tested for Absolutely. the antibodies to HIV. The symptoms that some people do come down with uh, two weeks after becoming infected mimic flu-like symptoms. Mm. So people think, well, it's just the flu, and still won't go in and follow that up with an HIV antibody test. Wow. Right, so definitely the only way we really can tell if someone has HIV is definitely to go get tested. That's right. So what? this makes so much sense. So why why wouldn't I go get tested? I mean, There's a lot. Oh, boy. How much time we got? Uh, um, five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a loaded question. So I have to try and hit the main talking points on that one because that's something um, as an agency, as a state, and as a nation, we're trying to, to struggle with and trying to answer and turn around as best we can. There are a lot of internal and external factors that influence our behaviors. Uh, as a gay-identified positive man, I've been living with my infection for 18 years, I can, I can kind of speak to some of those internal and external influences to answer that question. Okay. Um, as I was coming to terms with my sexuality back in the um, uh, late 70s and, and early 80s, there was no positive affirmation for being an African-American gay man. Mm. You know, it's rare when someone will pat you on the back and say, you're gay, you're great, that's great, that's wonderful, keep it up. Right. You don't get those messages. We get the exact opposite. Absolutely. You're an abomination, you're not natural, so forth and so on. That these fed into my internalized homophobia, which fed into my low sense of self-esteem, which led me to overcompensate by placing myself in a risky sexual situation. So it just sort of snowballs. There you go. You got it. A lot of us don't get any type of tutelage on how to have healthy relationships, particularly between same sex. So that's even further fuels the fire. And top on some of that, for some of us, we struggle with issues of drug and alcohol. We may be dealing with abusive family situations. It goes on and on and on. And until you're able to impact some of these internal and external influences, you won't see a change in behavior. You won't see a drop in HIV rate. That's the quick and dirty answer well to said. that question. Absolutely. You left me speechless there. Well, and I think that that's one of the things where um, when you're talking about alcoholism and drug drug use, mm-hmm. I think that um, – or I should say alcohol and drug use because they may mm-hmm. not be abusing – is that sometimes to help deal with some of the things that you're talking about, mm-hmm. are the family rejecting you, society rejecting you, your own faith rejecting you. That's right. And, that's right. and not having the support there to be able to do so, to, exactly. to be able to, to build a positive sense of self. Exactly. Exactly. Yet, unfortunately, the the self medication, the, the the of of using drugs and alcohol feeds back into the vicious circle. And sometimes even the sex does. Yes, it does. I mean, for some people, sex is definitely a way of of feeling better. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so, if I'm choosing not to get better or to have that positive. Um, 
uh, uh, interaction with myself or, or support for myself. And so mm-hmm. I still continue to go out and use mm-hmm. sex as my choice of dealing with it, mm-hmm. uh, dealing with my self-esteem. I'm just going to say that right now. Um, yeah. That um, what would be some things that I could be able to do? Obviously, they'll be talking about that in the session, correct? Right, exactly. What we do is we try and meet people where they are. Um, if, let's say, I'm struggling with self-esteem and um, I've been acting out on that by having um, um, numerous sexual partners and having unprotected sex, what I, as an agency, as someone working for HARC, what I can have a discussion with that person about is um, risk reduction, harm reduction steps until they're ready to do something more. Um, maybe reducing the number of partners. Um, uh, maybe finding some other alternatives to unprotected anal penetration. There's just an array of a variety of, of risk reduction, harm reduction options I can talk to that client about, and we can kind of work together to see which ones they feel they can act on until they're ready to take the next step. Excellent. And so you can, and you'll see, you can see people until nine o'clock tonight at Heart. That's right. right. And where's a phone number in case they they don't have access to a computer or they're just driving right now? Just give us a call at uh, 734-572-9355. And if you have troubles with that number, it's 572-WELL, W-E-L-L. That's right. And today is National HIV Testing Day. Be positive and know your status. That's right. Leon, thank you so much for being a pillar in our community. This is terrific. (laughs) Okay. And so, and what I hope that folks do is they take care of themselves this week and do what they need to do. Yes, to Lansing right. Pride, get to it. It's in Lansing. Absolutely. Get on the web, uh, MichiganPride.org. I meant to talk about some other gay movies. The one I mentioned is not a gay movie. So we'll worry, we'll worry about that stuff later. <laughs> it's for straight people. Anyway. Right. And so we'll see you all next week. We'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to Closets Are For Close every Wednesday night, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor 88.3. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500 or writing to 530-SAB Ann Arbor, Michigan 48109. And don't forget our new email address, wcbncloisets at gmail.com. The views and opinions expressed are solely those of the speaker and are not the opinions of WCBN or their license sees the regions of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns and engineer Alex Belhage, I'm Gabe Javier. Remember, be yourself because you don't get to be anyone else.